Constellation. 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 Welcome to Pretty Intuitive Podcast, an inclusive podcast that embraces the human experience through a spiritual lens, while also uplifting BIPOC, LGBTQIA, plus, and neurodivergent voices. I'm Nike Oreya, a creative, intuitive, and self-empowerment catalyst who helps connect humans to their intuitive gifts and embrace the magic of being themselves. I work with goddesses, archetypes, and ancestors to propel you to be brave in expressing and affirming your authentic self in your everyday life. Welcome to this potent space. This episode is cycling back again, but it's just something that's been coming up not only for me recently, but for a lot of my friends and clients. So I wanted to bring it back to the surface and tap back into healing self-abandonment. Before we get into this episode, a couple of reminders. First of all, my program Catalyst, the application is open and we have three spots filled. Just, I'm so excited for this program and this group coaching that's really just focusing on creating healing containers and messaging around your business that shows others and marginalized groups that your business is a safe space. So if you're interested in understanding and learning more, the link is down below and also the link to the retreat is down below as well. Let's get into this episode. Um, Let's get into the subject at hand, which is how to heal self-abandonment. Self-abandonment is such an interesting thing to think about for me because I'm very, I've noticed that I'm (laughs) hyper-independent and what's something that I've actually healed. So I used to be very hyper-independent actually, like no one could help me. Like I remember once I was moving out of my college dorm and my mom was helping me and she went to go get something and I had my mini fridge and it wasn't like the mini mini fridges like it was like the biggest mini fridge you could get so that hunko was heavy and I there were two boys who passed by me and they were seeing me and they're like do you need any help like I was going to carry this massive fridge by myself because I also didn't want to burden my mother like she has sciatica so I didn't want like her sciatica to go like wax I was like oh my gosh okay I'm gonna carry this massive mini fridge on my own down these massive stairs and these two boys pass by and they're like do you need help and I'm like no I got it I'm good I'm finding Danny and then my mom was like no like she turned the turn and she was like oh yes please boys please help us but I was about to do that by myself. And I was like, I, and I thought I could. And I, and I did not want their help. And it wasn't because they weren't nice. It wasn't because I didn't, don't, deserve, don't think I deserve help. Or maybe I do. Maybe that's why I'm hyper and independent. Um, it wasn't because I was trying to prove something. I just like, my automatic response was no. I got it. I got it. So... I've been healing the hyper-independence. I've been healing it. Now that happened to me, I would pause and I'd be like, yes, 
Yes, actually, please, please help me. Um, so as someone who's very independent, who's like relies on themselves a lot, I didn't, uh, I honestly didn't understand that there was self-abandonment, like the concept of self-abandonment, because I feel like I am my only really constant structure of support in my life. That sounds so sad, but it's really true. Trauma! Um, that's what I really feel like. But even self-abandonment, I think even the most like self-centered, selfish, or self-understood, self-reliant person can engage in self abandonment and so it's again that one of those spectrum things isn't all healing a spectrum thing but like one of those spectrum themes you're somewhere on the spectrum um so this topic of self-abandonment is really interesting and I it's it's also opened my eyes so much when I've dived in intuitively with my ancestors and the research that I've done so bringing this episode to you all is something that I am very very excited to get into Let's talk about it. Why do we abandon ourselves? And what's that about? What's that about? So not a shocker, but self-abandonment happens when you don't value yourself and when you don't you don't connect to your self-worth. And so it also can con- connect to like not trusting yourself, not um, accounting for yourself, dismissing your own ideas and feelings and opinions because you just don't believe in yourself and so when all those things occur we tend to abandon ourselves because we don't act in our best interests so if we have a hard time trusting ourselves and like what we think we want then we tend to go with like what other people around us want or what they want us to do and that isn't for our best interests most of the time um if we discount our feelings and we don't tap into them and we don't acknowledge them then we're doing ourselves a great disservice and we're not acting in our best interests because our emotions are a very great way to um, show us insight on the things that we need or in the things that we need to work on and so by doing that we are abandoning ourselves and so The thing about self-abandonment is that there's just so many components of it. So I'm going to talk about like different examples of self-abandonment. Maybe you engage in all of them. Maybe you engage in one of them. Maybe you engage in like little parts of each. Um, I found that I've engaged. Whoa, did you hear that? Stutter. I I found that I have engaged in like a little part of each throughout my whole life and it's actually just been like maybe chapters of it like we're doing this right now okay we've learned from it we've grown from it we've learned that it no longer serves us on to the next toxic habit um so it's interesting to like really tap into so I want to share with y'all like different examples so you could see and kind of diagnose for yourself where you land on the spectrum of things one thing is not stressing your intuition and like that's like completely and utterly something that I know I've engaged in and before especially before I really gave myself credit about my intuition and like um honed that skill and that gift so not trusting your intuition and your instincts is like second guessing yourself um letting other people make the decisions for you and always assuming that other people know more and better than you which is something that no one knows better than you for you than you 
does that make sense? But basically, like, you're, you're the expert on yourself. And I think a lot of people don't realize that they are an expert in their lives and they're an expert on themselves because you're only the one, you're the only person who has a complete understanding of your holistic self. So not trusting your intuition and trusting your instincts is a form of self-abandonment. Um, People-pleasing, of course. Seeking validations from others, putting others' needs before your own and their interests order in order to please them and get that validation, self-abandonment. Because you, again, are not playing in your best interests. Um, completely hiding yourself um, or downplaying parts of yourself for others, not sharing intimate parts of yourselves in the sense of like your interests, your goals, your intentions, and not sharing your feelings and emotions, a part of self-abandonment, not allowing that human part of yourself to shine through and authentically be um, connected to you. This one was really hard for me to like understand or like just witness, but perfectionism, 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 <laughs> having an unrealistic high expectation for yourself of yourself that inner critic never being satisfied and never feeling worthy enough no matter how much you have tried you have accomplished yeah um that really goes into with like that self-criticism and judgment of yourself and like feeling like you're not good enough perfect enough and like actually saying that to yourself um codependent relationships mm, self-abandonment when you're focusing on other people and their needs their wants and their problems and in turn that kind of neglects yourself even if they're doing that for yourself like for you like if even if you're codependent you're in a codependent relationship and you're taking care of their needs and they're taking care of your needs it's still not what you need from yourself so it's a form of self-abandonment not standing up for yourself speaking up for yourself and speaking your truth um not asking for what you need what you want not um setting and enforcing the boundaries that you need and letting people take advantage of you and also letting parts of yourself take advantage of yourself. Like not having strong boundaries with yourself is also a form of self-abandonment. And I feel like there's like so many things you could go into, but those are some examples. If they resonate with you, congratulations. You have self-abandoned at one point or you currently are. And guess what? It's okay because you're human and that's why we're listening to this episode and that's why we're diving in so we can tap into it and understand that human part of ourselves. So let's talk about like why do we engage in these behaviors that I listed and why we might abandon ourselves can are we surprised about like inner child stuff being the root of a lot of these things no but yes our inner child something happened in childhood where the people in our lives especially like the adults in our lives didn't meet something we needed emotionally or physically and so we kind of feel abandoned emotionally and physically which leads us to feel unworthy unwanted unlovable and so when as we navigate and grow up we tend to repeat the cycle of whatever happened like the patterns because they feel familiar and then we kind of allow people in our lives that um that 
replicate the adults in our lives that self-abandoned us we allow those type of people in our lives whoa that just hit me so big so loud so loud um so we might repeatedly choose friends and partners and communities that mistreat us that take advantage of us that support us because we recognize or because we're mimicking a pattern from our childhood um, that's familiar where we felt that same abandonment. And because we don't really know how to be there for ourselves, um, we allow that to happen because we feel or we connect to no one being there for us, either an emotional, physical, or both way. So um, the thing about self-abandonment, and I thought this was interesting when I was like getting into the psychology of it, is that it's a learned behavior. So we talked about coping mechanisms and skills before and like how sometimes coping, um, coping mechanisms can be unhealthy, but they're what we need at that moment. And when they no longer serve us, that's when we let them go. And so self-abandonment is actually kind of like a coping mechanism it's like um a learned behavior that we use to kind of cope with like unhealthy dysfunctional um dynamics that we had growing up um (laughs) especially if you're still engaging with the people that you had those dynamics with like if your parents for example you your parents divorced and you you felt self-abandoned in that moment and you're still like close with your parents till this day um you're gonna always like repeat that cycle with them as well does that make sense that's coming up intuitively like um it's still dysfunctional in some way because we're still engaging in the same behavior so the thing about when we're children is that we really do rely on adults to make meet our emotional and physical needs to take care of us right because that's all we know that's what we know them to be and so if you've ever had a instance in your life or a time in your life where like it was very unpredictable chaotic ungrounded then you you try to find ways to cope and deal with that unpredictability now for some of us it it wasn't like consistent it wasn't like our whole child children was that way it was just like moments right and for others it was like the whole childhood is that way so that's where it's in the spectrum too if there's like your whole childhood you had to hide parts of yourself because it was felt unsafe then as you show up as an adult and you show up in the relationship with yourself you may be more likely to self-abandon yourself because that's what's familiar um if there was like an instance like say when you were seven something happened within the family and you felt self-abandoned and it was one specific thing then that one specific thing might be a cycle that keeps repeating and it won't be necessarily you self-abandon yourself all the time However, it's that you abandon yourself when something similar happens. And so when hiding your true self, especially, it's really a way that you're coping because you're like, it doesn't feel safe to be me. It doesn't feel safe to have this vulnerability. And so it also is a way for you to kind of morph and fit into spaces in order to keep the peace so if there was something that was really unpeaceful when you were growing up and you wanted to keep the peace 
you kind of mimic the energy of that space, right? So you mimic the energy of that space that results in peace. And then that can show up in adulthood as you navigate these other experiences that are happening. Oops, sorry. So that with that keeping the peace ultimately what we end up doing is also suppressing our feelings we end up suppressing our needs we end up suppressing our self-worth because we don't believe we're worthy enough to have these other things be something that should be taken into consideration and upheld by the other people in our lives and so it's also kind of like a self-destructive and self-sabotage um, pattern that can really affect all these other things in our lives in the sense of <sighs> that it leads to unfulfilling relationships it leads to toxic relationships it leads to being depressed and having anxiety but the thing about this is I think recognizing again that these coping mechanisms that we developed especially when we were younger and we had no control and the people we were relying on did not support us and give us what we need at, in those moments. It's knowing that it was a coping mechanism and it was a necessity, especially probably in our childhood. And that's okay. Like we should not be ashamed that we self-abandoned, that we put others before us, that we hid parts of ourselves that we try to keep the peace that we try to keep people please in order to keep that peace that we try to dismiss our needs in order to not feel that we engage in codependent relationships in order to feel some sense of want and i think understanding that and witnessing that part of it is the first step in like healing it and healing and honoring your humanity that you're a human abandoning yourself may have been a necessity during childhood or these other parts of your past however it's not serving you anymore it's not fitting in your life that's why the coping mechanism of people pleasing and being codependent relationships and suppressing your needs and your wants and dismissing your emotions aren't just compliance anymore it no longer serves you that's why it's becoming even more disruptive it served you at a, at a time but that time has passed and it no longer belongs with any and I think understanding that and that's why it's coming up to head right now is like you don't need this coping mechanism anymore mm -mm. you don't so let's talk about how to stop abandoning yourself and develop this strong relationship where you can be there for yourself I think the most important relationship that we will have in this lifetime is with ourselves because it sets the foundation and the expectation of other relationships that are going to enter in our lives and so if we want to be able to rely on others we have to rely on ourselves if we want to be authentic with others and have authentic relationships with others we have to have authentic relationships with ourselves 
and all parts of ourselves with our inner critic, with our inner child, with our inner dialogue, all that stuff. And so really the relationship that we have ourselves sets that foundation with the about the relationships that we'll have with others. And so creating a loving relationship with ourselves allows other loving relationships with others to come through or to shift and change because we have relationships that have been developed since we were like came out of the womb and those relationships don't have to disappear completely because they didn't they weren't perfect at one point they start to shift and change as we start to shift and change the relationship with ourselves so showing up for yourself and allowing yourself to freely express yourself and recognizing that you're worthy is the first step and creating that relationship can be very difficult but again let's start with the inner child listening to your inner child acknowledging it and saying what do you need from me right now how can I be there for you in the ways that other people were not there for me? Journaling, connecting, meditating, letting them like have the, the, the mic and the podium and say, hey, tell me, because they'll be so happy and so, so excited and so, 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 so thankful to connect in that way. I think also like something I've been doing recently a lot actually lately is writing out lists about myself. So like reasons why I would be an amazing partner in a romantic relationship and I have to like fill the whole page or reasons why I would be a great friend and I have to fill the whole page. Reasons why I deserve to have authentic relationships in my life. Reasons why... I deserve to be happy. And I center myself too. I'm not like, oh, I'm a great friend because I um, I give amazing gifts to others. Like, no, like I'm a great friend because I love to laugh and make jokes and have fun and see other people laugh and make jokes as well. Like centering yourself and what you enjoy and how, like what you enjoy about yourself do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. At first it might be uncomfortable because you're like, I'm literally just centering myself, but that's what we need. That's what developing the relationship with yourself looks like. It's centering yourself. Just other, like other relationships that you have in your life, you, it's a give and take, right? Like you have to give and you have to take, you have to center, you have to, you have to acknowledge, you have to, you have to love. And that's what you're doing with yourself. 100% do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it right now. <laughs> I think it's also, you know, understanding that the patterns that you're doing, recognizing the patterns that you're doing and just stopping. <laughs> I know that's so hard to do and I know that's easier said than that. But if you're engaging in self-abandonment where you keep entering codependent relationships, stop it. Stop it. It's not serving you anymore. Enter a codependent relationship with yourself and then see how it changes. See how it shifts because yourself doesn't want the codependency. It just wants you. It wants to be witnessed by you and loved by you. And it doesn't need you to validate outside parts of itself. It just needs you to know that you're worthy. So stop people pleasing. Stop it. No longer. <laughs> stop putting other people's needs before yours. Start 
standing up for yourself like just stop the toxic behaviors and you're probably like um well this is the whole point of like healing this healing that I know but if your mindset is like I'm gonna stop it like this no longer serves me that's how you actually start to do it no more like no more compromising parts of yourself no more compromising yourself that's what I mean so basically just stop it because you're compromising yourself you going into a codependent relationship even though you know codependent relationships don't serve you and that they're actually toxic and they don't work they're not working on you loving yourself and it's actually um your form of self-abandonment if you're if you're negotiating with yourself and you're saying, well, just let me be in this codependent relationship because I I just need it. I still need it. Like I still need to cope. I still need this. The reason why you've witnessed the cycles and the patterns is because you don't need it. It's that's why your eyes are open now. And so don't compromise with yourself anymore. Don't negotiate with yourself. I need to do this thing one more time. I need to engage in this behavior one more time just stop it because that's where you're abandoning yourself you're not abandoning yourself when you're in that relationship and you're talking to them and you're speaking to them and you're hugging them and whatnot you're abandoning yourself by allowing yourself and negotiating with yourself to enter it in the first place that's the self-abandonment <sighs> you deserve so much you really truly do and you deserve yourself the most you deserve to feel safe within yourself and your thoughts and your emotions and your just your being you deserve to be it's not acceptable the way that you treat yourself in this harmful way the way that you abandon yourself because you just don't trust yourself. That is not something you deserve. You deserve to be able to trust and love and acknowledge all these amazing parts of yourself. You deserve to not put yourself on a pedestal of like you have to be perfect in order to be worthy and happy. You don't have to be perfect, babe. You just have to be human. And that's what you already are. You deserve to have this beautiful relationship with self and you deserve to believe that as well. Overcoming self-abandonment isn't easy. It's actually so freaking hard. But you deserve the fight. You deserve to fight for loving and being there for yourself you are allowed to grieve the old parts of yourselves that just, just no longer serve you that were completely valid because they were there in order to help you cope and to help you feel safe and to help you be okay but now it's the time for you to show up for yourself because you deserve that as well Thank you so much for connecting with me in this intuitive, potent, creative space. I love you so much. And until next time, stay pretty intuitive. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening and co-creating in this intentional space. If you would like to support the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. Special thanks to Cutter for allowing us to use this I Am remix on the podcast.